Vivaldi's Four Seasons means that it's time once again for this week's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many, many more seasons to enjoy. As you know, we do this show on behalf of the Glen Cove Senior Center. So good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments is here every Saturday at 11 in the morning. Keep us on your calendar to tune in. Good morning, my dear wife, Nina. Are you feeling young and active <laughs> oh, today? Oh, I'm so young and chipper today. I in could... our senior <laughs> moments. Oh, yes, indeedy. Tell us about today's show. Oh, of course. Today's discussion will be with a person who just retired. I mean, really, only a couple of weeks ago and is now looking forward to new and exciting experiences. She retired with a disability from a job which she loved. We have a very close relationship with our guest, and we'll explain what it is later on in the show. But first, it's now time for our Wacky Word of the Week. The wacky word we chose today is Argus. My husband was in the photo industry, as probably everybody knows, and to him... (laughs) Argus meant a camera. Argus it was a camera. brand. Sure. It was a great camera. So, But it actually means, this is the first meaning, it actually means a hundred-eyed monster of Greek mythology or, two, a watchful guardian. Hmm. Now we can figure out why that camera was named. Yeah, Argus. it was a proper name. I know. Now, the origin. If you've ever seen a peacock display his magnificent spotted tail, then you've seen the eyes of Argus the All-Seeing, a mythological creature reputed to have 100 eyes on his head and body. Mm. Argus was chosen by the Greek goddess, Queen Hera, to keep an eye on Io, (laughs) who was a priestess. Oh, this gets very complicated. A priestess turned heifer who caught the eye of Hera's dallying husband, Zeus. Now, Argus proved to be a vigilant watchman, but all of his eyes were eventually lulled to sleep by Hermes, who then killed him. After his death, Hera transferred the eyes of Argus to the tail of the peacock. Despite his fate, Argus survives today in English as a word for someone who vigilantly oversees everything around him or her. I, now, isn't that fascinating? I always wanted to know how the peacock got, got its, its spots. Well, there you are. <laughs> there you are. August was today's Wacky Word of the Week. Every week, we try to come up with a joke or fact or idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our... Did you know? I decided to choose a bunch of jokes that young students might use in the classroom. Very young students. Very, that's true. <laughs> After all, we have a teacher as our, our guest today. Ooh, I let that out of the bag. <laughs> Remember, these jokes are originally intended for children, not adults. Here we go with one-liners. Why don't you start oh, Okay. There? So, what kind of meals do math teachers eat? I don't know. Square meals. Now, now how come our granddaughter Didn't, of 20-some-odd years I said to her yesterday, old, you don't get it? Don't you know the term three squares? 
No, she didn't know that. Interesting. But she knows how to get Spotify on my cell phone, so (laughs) that's important. Now, what is a math teacher's favorite sum? Summer. (laughs) There you go. Where do math teachers go on New Year's Eve? Times Square. Aha. Why did the geometry teacher miss class? Because he sprained his angle. Oh, Why didn't the teacher want to close her eyes during the school day? There would be no pupils to see. Oh, that was, that was, that's, a, that's a natural one right and in there. And why did the teacher give the student a wet report card? Because his grades were below sea level. <laughs> <laughs> what are 10 things teachers can always count on? Their fingers. There you go. Yay! Teacher so- <laughs> jokes for young kids were today's... Did you know? And now to introduce our guest. Our guest graduated from SUNY Geneseo in 1984 with a degree in sociology. She then spent the next few years trying different jobs as most college students do or college graduates do. In 1988, as the cable TV industry was just beginning to grow, she landed a job with American Movie Classics. As a sales marketing manager, her job was to visit various cable TV companies, sell the channel to them, and then ultimately launch the channel with them. This involved training the customer service reps and developing a large and glamorous launch. The launch involved planning huge celebrations with classic movie stars as guest speakers. She had the opportunity of working with Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Debbie Reynolds, Cesar Romero, Geraldine Fitzgerald, and I believe Shirley Jones as well. In 1991, she married Tom Spezial and continued her journey with American movie classics until she had her first child, Victoria, in 1993. Not wanting to travel and be away from her new baby, she decided to retire from AMC in 1994. As a stay-at-home mom, she did various jobs to keep the money flowing. She did medical transcription and then ultimately sold Mary Kay as an independent sales rep. At this time, she was extremely physically active, doing yoga and practicing Reiki. She began training to be a yoga instructor and a Reiki master. In 1996, she gave birth to Samantha. About a year later, she began to notice physical changes, which ultimately led to a diagnosis of an autoimmune disease called scleroderma. Physical activity became very difficult, and she had to stop the yoga due to increased lack of flexibility. As her children grew, she decided to work for the local public schools as a teacher's aide. When she realized it wouldn't take but two or three years to get her master's, she went to Queens College and received her Master's of Arts in Teaching. During this entire time, now this is working and going to school and running a household, her disease was progressing rapidly. It was difficult to get up each morning, but her determination and family support gave her the encouragement to keep going. In 2006, she became a second-grade teacher in Howard Beach, Queens. PS 232 is where she remained, teaching second, then kindergarten, then first grade. 
During the last five years at 232, she taught in an ICT class. Now, that means integrated cooperative teaching. That's where they have special needs kids or special ed along with together. She'll talk about that later. This is what used to be considered the mainstreamed classroom setting with two teachers and half the students on the special education side. Teaching young children can be a physically strenuous job. The demands on her body became such that she was forced to apply for disability retirement over this past summer. Wow. When I see a review of your ba- our guest's background, it brings back many memories and certain emotions. Ladies and gentlemen, I proudly introduce our daughter, Rebecca Held Spezial. Surprise. Hello, hello. <laughs> We're so happy to have you on the show today, honey. No, listening to you read all that, oh my gosh, brings a lot of tears to my eyes. Does it? A lot of yeah. memories. Sure, it does. Da- your daughter, Samantha, read it for the first time, man, and she was surprised. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it's impressive it when you bad see thing. it. In, now, let me take two seconds to greet our brand new producer Carolyn Dubicki who just everybody. walked into the studio. Thank you very How much. You? Thank you. Nice thank to you. meet you. Nice to thank be here. Good. Nice. Good. Nice. I hope you. we see more of you. you will. Good. Thank you. Uh, As a producer, we should see more of her. Yes. Yeah, well, you know. certainly. Well, at least yeah, at least we'll but talk to her. But getting back to our guest. <laughs> yes. Uh, you grew up in Glen Cove, correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> we remember that, honey, don't we? That's a good thing. <laughs> and now that you've been a teacher for many years, how would you compare today's school system with when you were a student? Oh, boy. It's a big question. Um, teaching and education today is so completely different from when we grew up. Um, it, just the curriculum alone, and you know the whole push for the Common Core, it's very different, plus add technology into everything. Oh, yeah. And it's, it, it's a different world. Did, did your students have um, computers of any type available? Not in the elementary. This is New York City schools, though. You have to understand Long Island schools, the kids probably have more access. Uh-huh to technology we had some we had like smart boards um some computers i know that in some of the long island schools kids literally have their own um tablets Mm -hmm. that they go through school they're basically uh no more books wow Um, that's what they're converting to but in the new york city schools i know funding is a little different the older kids my school was a k through eight school so the kids in the middle school did have access to the computers, uh, but not my little ones. Not your little no, ones. No, not yeah. my little ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, that's a sl- step back, unfortunately, because I think that the uh, electronics, I, I mean, I'm amazed at our six-year-old grandson, the way he plays with a tablet. Yes, it is amazing. Yeah, yeah. but I think he also, his where he is in his school system, which is in Colorado, is a whole other ball of wax than the New York City school system. Yes, yes. but it has same political feelings. No. Uh, oh, jeez, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> We're not discussing that today. You Would know, you say that Glen Cove was a good place to grow up? 
well, it was the only place I knew <laughs> as far as growing up goes. So uh, I guess so. <laughs> well, um, how many years are you now married? I forgot. Uh, 26 years, 27 <laughs> years 27, maybe. 27, I think. I don't yeah, know. yeah. But here you were. You were a North Shore girl, born and bred. You moved into a family that was on the South Shore. You married a guy from the South Shore. That was a very now, big adjustment. <laughs> it, yeah. Would you like to talk about that? Is there anything, you know, that you remember particularly? Um, well, there are a couple of things. Uh, it, being on the North Shore is very different from the South Shore. Um it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. They always say, like, old money versus new money. Yes. You know? Um, but I find the main difference was the different cultural backgrounds. Yeah. I mean, I'm from a traditional Jewish background. Right. Married into a big Italian family. Yeah. Um, that was, it was a big culture shock for me initially. Yeah. Uh, trying to combine the two, you know, the two religions, the two holidays especially, not overshadowing Hanukkah oh. to the point because Christmas is oh, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming yes. in a big Italian family, especially yeah. with your grandparents who play Santa and Mrs. Santa. <laughs> well, this is go. what happened. We were so sucked in that we had to become <laughs> Santa and Mrs. Claus. That's, That's all right. Do it. That's right. Yeah. Um, aside from, let's talk about the North Shore a little bit. Did you? You certainly have to find the the terrain so much different. The South Shore is all Atlantic Ocean. North, you grew yeah. up in Long Island Sound. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I I mean, I use the terrain. I was so physically active as a kid, and I was a really big biker. Yes. And biking in horse country with the hills and the landscape was just phenomenal and moving to the south shore it's basically all highways yes, it's all roadways right. and i never felt safe biking right you know unless you went down to the jones beach area and i i used to do bikeathons down there of course um but well, we did a bikeathon with you yes once. you did a yes. hundred kilometer bikeathon yeah but yeah. i never finished a hundred you kilometers. made the 30 miles i oh, did the full okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. you made the 30 you miles. Did, i did the 5k you did you the 10k is that what the difference is 5k 10k whatever yes but we actually did a hundred it was a hundred k wow. 62 miles wow well and we have a music break here oh, that will take us to the end of this segment. Our music is selected by our musical consultant, Dale Zerbrick. Dale tries to have the music fit in with our discussion of the day. From your time with AMC, American Music Cla Movie Classics, here is You Ought to Be in Pictures, sung by none other than Rudy Valley. Oh, my. <laughs> I look at you, a thought goes through my mind 
what a marvelous find you'd make upon the screen. I am proud that I have you right by my side. But I'd be satisfied to lend you to the public to be seen. You ought to be in pictures. You're wonderful to see. You ought to be in pictures. Oh, what a hit you would be. Your voice would thrill a nation. Your face would be adored. You'd make a great sensation with wealth and fame, your reward. And if you should kiss the way you kiss when we are all alone, you'd make every girl and man a fan worshiping at your throne. You ought to shine as brightly as Jupiter and Mars. You ought to be in pictures, my star of stars. Senior Moments will be right back with our guest, Rebecca Held Spezial, in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. You'd even make Garbo jealous if you took a movie test. You ought to dress like Tashman and ride in motor cars. Senior Moments with Stu and Nina is back, and we are actually interviewing our very own daughter, Rebecca. (laughs) <laughs> she, <laughs> I know, you know something. It's like it's like so weird, but very it's so proud. Nice. It's so wonderful. <laughs> I'm very, very proud. She, Rebecca, just retired. Uh, actually, it's like a week and a half ago, isn't yes, it? Yes. From the New York City school system. Now she retired because actually um, her condition made it difficult for her to participate in the physical side of early. Early, early childhood, grade, early yes. childhood teaching. Yes. So we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll get to that. Okay. But first, I want to go back to Glen Cove because I have such memories of you in high school and the gatherings we used to have at the house. We used to live on Kirkwood Drive <laughs> in Glen Cove. That's now yes. like behind, behind uh, Stop, and, Stop school, and Shop. Right? Yeah, behind. And yeah, mm-hmm. and Rebecca went to Gribbon School. Right. Yeah. 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 And I remember, oh, I have to say this. I re- you had a teacher. You were in fourth grade. You had long hair at the time. Mrs. Stevenson. <laughs> and you were a little chatterbox, as I recall. Yes, I was. And I remember her coming home, and she said her teacher, I won't mention any names, yanked her out of us. They were in a circle on the floor, 
And no, we were we were online. Oh, you were online. We were standing okay. online. And I guess I was chatting in the in the back or something. And next thing you know, she grabbed my hair. Wow. And pulled me to the front of the line. <gasps> wow. Well, you yeah. thank goodness came home and told me, and yes. I was like tiger mom. I went running up to yes. that school. That's a big difference with teaching today. That's, <laughs> that's, you're that's not one even of the allowed to touch. No. Well, actually, when you told me when you first about. started. You, you, the kids used to hug you. They used to throw their arms around you. They still do. Oh, they do. I thought you were not allowed. You're not allowed. But how do you prevent a kindergartner, a baby? A baby. Who's the first time, basically, for some of them to be away from home. They want to hug you. They want to. They want you to love them. And yes. how do you prevent yourself from re- reciprocating? I know. I, so, I, I can't imagine. So, you know, I think every teacher is in agreement that yes. you can't deny the children right, that right, right. Um, it's it's such a fine line I it know, really is, really is. but anyway so back to to <laughs> this episode I'm re- to which I'm referring we have a lot to talk about so understand it's going right. to jump we're around we're just going to jump around all over the place um so you had, you were, I guess, what, junior year or so? Senior year? What yeah, those were the best years, I think, in school, were my junior and senior years and why do you, in high school. Why do you say? We were, um, we had a really close bunch of friends. Um, in fact, we, all of us girls, were basically friends with the entire football team. Ah, and we were the we were called Section Thirty Three. We weren't the actual cheerleaders, but we were the cheerleaders in the bleachers. Right, so boosters, the boosters. Boosters, yes. Yeah. We were called Section Thirty Three, <laughs> and we went to every single game. And then we also on the weekends, I think it was on Sundays, we had a game of touch football with the guys Whoa. on the field. Uh, through the snow, I remember really? it was so much fun. We were just really close to this group, and we we partied with them every weekend. And it, this was healthy partying. It was totally well. Well, yeah, drinking. Beer, I think. Yeah, yeah. But and back no in those drugs. days, you could have parents buy you kegs because this the drinking. Is true. It was a little different. There were no social host laws. Right. Um, yeah, we had lots of parties, and but really, it was basic. Uh, innocent fun. Fun. Well, I do remember your father and I used to like to support you by leaving the house, going out to dinner while she had these yes. get-togethers. Which yes. wouldn't be approved today. Well, Probably that's right. Not. Probably not. So, coming home one night, <laughs> <laughs> as we pull into the driveway, <laughs> the door of the house opens and our dog dashes out of the house, followed by an enormous cloud of smoke. <laughs> and it was Danny, I do believe, wasn't it? It was Danny. Yeah, I'm not mentioning any last, last names. <laughs> who decided to light a fire in the fireplace, but neglected to open the flue. Yes. So... This so there was Sasha the dog running out of the house, followed by the smoke, followed by the kids. All of us came running out of the house. It was it. I'm sorry, it was very funny. I still have this memory. I'm glad we could laugh at it. I'm glad we can laugh at it. And nobody was seriously hurt. Oh, nobody was hurt. Thank goodness. And I also recall having a sweet sixteen party. Yeah, in the garage. In our garage, we decorated our garage. Of course, this was back during disco times. Yes, with a and we put a. Aluminum foil all over the walls, yes. and we made a giant um, ball, ball right. out of aluminum foil. And uh, yeah, we had and our somebody we party. know kind of borrowed traffic cones. Yes, from somewhere. Yes, 
That was quite a party. That was quite a party. And that was the party, unfortunately, where there were crashers. There yeah. were kids coming that were not invited, as they as as they're wont to do. Right. They trampled and threw and um, all of my tulips. Right. And, right. They really and the trashed yard. the place with beer cans. And our next door neighbor, who was a um, a cop, was beside himself. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. but then we got very friendly with him after that. But they were good times. They were good times. Good times. Yep. 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 <laughs> Well, let's give it a little break here. We have a music break that will take us uh, a little bit through the uh, segment. And uh, it is uh, kind of going back toward your teaching. Uh, This is You've Got to Be Carefully Taught from South Pacific. You've got to be taught to hate and fear you've got to be taught from year to year it's got to be drummed in your dear little ear you've got to be carefully taught you've got to be taught to be afraid of people whose eyes are oddly made And people whose skin is a different shade You've got to be carefully taught You've got to be taught before it's too late Before you are six or seven or eight To hate all the people your relatives hate You've got to be carefully taught You've got to be carefully taught. This is just the kind of ugliness I was running away from. It has followed me all this way. All these years. Now it has found me. I was cheated before and I'm cheated again by a mean little world of mean little men. And the one chance for me is this life I know best To be here on an island and to hell with the rest I'll cling to this island like a tree or a stone I'll cling to this island and be free and alone I love that show, oh. but I think this song is very appropriate. Absolutely, absolutely. Very, especially now, today. Yeah, yeah. Now, as much as we've talked about all the funny stories and all this, we're going to get on to a little bit of a more serious topic, and that is the reason for Rebecca's retirement in the first place. We're going to talk about the autoimmune disease scleroderma. What is scleroderma? What is scleroderma? Would you like to describe? Sure. Yes. Well, scleroderma actually literally means uh, hardening of the skin. Um, It's... uh, And that can be internal or external, so depending on how you look at it. But really, your skin thickens, uh, hardens, um, or internally you're affected, like your lungs and your liver and your kidneys. If you think that something hardens, they can harden, basically. That's true, yeah. Um, And so you're at risk of, um, you know, organ involvement. Um, There's really no cure 
or really no good treatment for scleroderma. And you've tried them all. Yeah, I've had the disease for like as we mentioned when my baby when my kids were babies, I've had it for over 20 years. Right. I've tried drug therapies, I've tried light therapy, um, done all different kinds of uh, uh, studies, drug studies and things like that. Um, and really it's, you know, it's a question of is it uh, influenced by um, nature versus nurture no, when you think about it. Is it genetics? Is it genetics is it? or is it environmental? And um, I think for me, I was probably like the perfect storm. This is yeah. my theory on why I have this oh, disease. Okay. Now, this disease <clears throat> affects mostly women in their 30s. Um, it can affect men. It can affect children, adults, whatever, but mainly women in their 30s. And also... Um, a particular Native American tribe and coal mining yeah. communities. Well, so that's when you think, well, maybe it's environmental. Right. Well, I did pick up something uh, out of Wikipedia. Uh, about three out of 100,000 people per year develop the systemic form of scleroderma. The condition most often begins in middle age. Women are more affected than men. Yes. Yes. Um, I think it's, well, most autoimmune diseases are exacerbated by stress um, and environment. So if I look at myself, back in my 20s, I was, um, I was stressed. I was very stressed. Plus, we had just bought a house, and we had opened all of our walls, and we're doing construction. Yes. And being exposed to silica. Exactly, silica which links up with the coal mining theory. Right. So I think I was just kind of the perfect storm waiting to happen. Yes. Um, but as I had mentioned, what happened with me was I was doing yoga. I was really involved, you know, becoming a yoga instructor. And then all of a sudden, my body started to tighten, literally. Yes. And I became very inflexible. Um so I could no longer do yoga. Um, I was in good physical shape. So I think today, looking back, if I wasn't in that kind of shape, right. I'd probably be in a wheelchair today. It's very possible. Yes, but yes. To, I'm, in, I'm in pretty good shape today. Um, but you're asking, why did I go on disability? Yes. Um, so as a teacher, um, being involved with little children is physically demanding. Yeah. You have to be on the floor. You have to be, you know, you're using your hands a lot. Um, you're just very physically active. You're standing all day. And um, it's very challenging. Now, for the since I've been teaching, it's always been a challenging thing for me physically. Yes. Um, as the years went on... Um, I became an ICT teacher, and that's where it's an inclusion class, and you have another teacher with you. Yes. This was a savior for me. Yeah. Um, first of all, my co-teacher, her name is Amy, um, she and I were like an incredible married couple. <laughs> um, and she knew my physical limitations, and she's the special ed teacher. I'm the general ed teacher, and we were an incredible team. Uh, where things were physically challenging for me, she easily picked up the pieces. We literally finished each other's sentences. Yes. I'm telling you, we always refer to each other as being married. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we had this gig going for four to five years, and things were great. <clears throat> 
last year, um, my administration decided to split this team up. Um, and I was placed with another teacher that physically just didn't understand my situation. And I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. It became really difficult. So that's when I decided to apply for disability. Yes. Um, I had a lot of phys physically challenge physical challenges in school. Um, and had I still been with my partner, I wouldn't be sitting here today. Exactly. I'd be pushing in another few years. Um, so this really must cause such a conflict of emotions for you. It does. Because you were, you were, you guys were such great teachers together. And you loved it. And, and I loved it. I, I mean, and really you were, you got up at five in the morning and made your way in. And, and let's also mm -hmm. say that after school, after school was over, and you used to stay later than any other teacher to True. do your work, True. you then had to go to visit different doctors, physical therapists, yes. all kinds of chiropractors to help you manage the ravages of this disease. Yes, exactly. What keeps me going is basically the physical activity. So twice a week I go to physical therapy. Yes. Once a week I go to hand therapy because my hands are very tight. Yes. And they're kind of like, my hands are like claws. Um, they're so beautiful it's, looking, it's, but they are. It's hard to, give, to describe what they look like, um, but they're just, I, if you imagine somebody with arthritis, yes. it's not arthritis and they don't hurt. But they're very limited in mo mobility. So I go to hand therapy. I go to the chiropractor who keeps my spine, you know, nimble. And yeah. now that you're retired, you're going to have to do it some more. Or you're being recommended, your doctors are recommending that you do it, you get more involved in this. Yes. So, but anyway, when I was teaching, I was still going to those therapies right. after school. So I was just purely exhausted. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Well, we have a music break here that will take us to the end of this segment. Here are Cheetah Rivera and Dick Van Dyke from Bye Bye Birdie singing An English Teacher. His going in the army is the best thing he could do. Now you're free to start to do what you wanted to. Albert, Albert, Albert. I remember how you told me I should trust you for a year. It would just be for a year, but it's eight years, Albert. Long years, Albert. Rosie, it takes time to build a business. It was only a sideline, that's what you said. You just needed some money, that's what you said. You were going to college and get ahead. Instead of being a music business bum, you were going to NYU and become an English teacher. An English teacher, an English teacher. If only you'd been an English teacher, we'd have a little apartment in Queens. You'd get a summer vacation, and we would know what life means. A man who's got his master's is really someone. How proud I'd be if you had become one. It could have been such a wonderful life. I could have been Mrs. Peterson, Mrs. Albert Peterson, Mrs. Phi Beta Kappa Peterson, the English teacher's wife. 
Senior Moments will be right back with our daughter Rebecca in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Goodbye, NYU. Hello, Al Cause When you wrote Conrad's first hit, Agabagaboo, then I knew. Senior Moments with Nina and Stu is back, and we're talking to our daughter, Rebecca. Pardon me, and we've been on the topic of why she retired from the New York City school system, and that was because she happens to have an autoimmune disease named scleroderma, which she has been managing and coping with for over 20 years. Um, Now, I'd like to talk a little, I'd like to continue talking a little bit about autoimmune diseases because I think a lot of, there are many people who are not aware that, I mean, things like, like Crohn's, for instance, Crohn's disease. Raynaud's? That's an autoimmune di- No, yes. Raynaud's in itself is a phenomenon. Okay. In other words, that's part of what she suffers with. So here I am, so, a, a father, and I don't even And know you don't name. know, I know. <laughs> Raynaud's is the, is the condition where... Um, the the blood flow to the fingertips right. uh, is not as free as it should be, so the fingers and the toes, the extremities, get freezing, freezing cold. Well, AAD. Right, they'll turn white. Also a doctor, huh? <laughs> yes, they, also a doctor. Literally, her, the fingers get white. They almost look like they're becoming frostbitten. Yes. And that's one of the side effects of having scleroderma manifest itself externally. And other autoimmune diseases have that and as other, well. Other, oh, sure. Oh, well, see, now I didn't know initial. Uh, Forecast of what you a really diagnosis. Had yeah, a was, diagnosis. Was, it took a long time. No, yes, it, it takes several years for an autoimmune disease. It, really, an autoimmune disease is a bunch of symptoms put Ye- together. Yes, not always a syndrome, but it's just a bunch of symptoms. So you really, it's very hard to diagnose. Um, whether yes. it's lupus or mixed yeah. connective tissue disease. Oh, yours was called mixed. All of these or lupus. They, I mean. You, you spend years with all these really crazy symptoms, and you have to just put them all together right? Um, to kind of figure it out. Um, it, what happened with me was I had all these strange symptoms where I had bilateral rashes on either side. Yeah, yeah. That- I had pain on both sides. It was really like strange symptoms that would come and go. And it wasn't until the Raynaud's showed up when I went right. into a pool and my hands turned white and became painful, that I said, this must be something vascular, and I went to a rheumatologist. Oh, that was... And it was at that (gasps) point where a rheumatologist did several blood tests and figured out that this is what I had. But we went through a period of, I don't know, is this lupus? Is this mixed connective tissue disorder? What is this? Ultimately, Ultimately, he diagnosed me with scleroderma, but... 20 years ago, they didn't know as much about it. And this doctor literally said to me, it looks like you have scleroderma, and most people live about three years. <gasps> That's what I, you know, uh, and you never told me that, thank God. Well, I you, did, because I went to your doctor. No, 
Oh, it was after the fact. It wasn't yes. when, yeah, but it was after the fact, after this. Is, yes, you came to my doctor. I went to your doctor because I was beside myself. Beside yourself, please. I had two babies at home. I yes. mean, I was young. I, I was I was beside myself, and I, I came to you hysterically. Yes. And you called your doctor, who was probably my age. Yes, <laughs> and exactly. he was beside himself. How uh, yeah, he was beside himself that this rheumatologist yes. would say that to you. Yes, and he basically Absolutely. he saved my sanity. Oh. I have to say, your doctor was probably the one oh, who wow. saved my sanity. Michael yep. DeAngelis, Dr. And he put things into perspective for me. Yes, and after that, right, we found through much research. Yes, through much research, through networking. This is where I'm. I'm a great proponent of networking. I would speak to this one. I would speak to that one. I speak, we yes. found you. You found. A wonderful double-boarded rheumatologist dermatologist yep. who t- who also saved your sanity yes. and mine along with you. Yes. Um, and you, we proceeded to find the right, at least, well, as right as could be. Right, the right doctors. Yeah. I mean, there are do- the hospital ages. for special surgery has a team of doctors at the Spiras, Robert and yes. his Harry and Robert Harry Spira. and Robert Spira who. Who met, literally their whole practice was clear. Right, they do lots of different kinds of studies, and I had found them by um, joining one of the drug studies that they had. Right, right. <clears throat> and there's um, the Scleroderma Foundation. Uh, it's called the Tri-State Chapter. Yes, they are very involved with the Spiras, um, and they do. Uh, twice a year symposiums yes. where you can go and really be educated about the disease and really be up on the latest research, and the we, latest treatments. And we took advantage and of we, that. Yeah, we used to go to them all the time. Yeah. Um, so I do have information on how to contact this organization should you want to learn more, more. about scleroderma Wonderful. or should you know somebody and maybe you know need some... We should yes. mention you know, that there are people in the Glencoe Senior, Senior Center, Center certain, who happen to be who suffering to have from the, scleroderma. The, the, yes, yes. Just, uh, just throwing it out there. So, yes. Well, I, I, we have a, a song here that may be just very appropriate now from a Broadway show, Into the Woods, No One Is Alone. cannot guide you Now you're on your own Only me beside you Still you're not alone No one is alone Truly no one is alone I wish I know
things, right things. Who knows what she'd say? Who can say what's true? Nothing's quite so clear now. Do things, fight things. Feel you've lost your way. You decide, but you, you are, are not, not alone. Believe me, no one is no alone. No one is alone. Believe me, truly. People make mistakes. Fathers, mothers. People make mistakes. Holding to their own, thinking they're alone. Honor their mistakes. For their mistakes. Everybody makes one another's terrible mistakes. Witches can be right, giants can be good. You decide what's right. You decide what's good. Just remember. Someone is on your side, our side. Someone else is not. While we're seeing our side, our side. Maybe we forgot. They are not alone. No one is alone. Someone is on your side. Is one of our all-time favorites. Stephen Sondheim. Is so I it's so fitting. It really, really is. But it's true. No one is alone. We've, you know, it's especially in our family. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so we will continue talking about uh, scleroderma. But before we do that, I'd like to just throw in something. What are you looking forward to doing other than, of course, going to physical therapy and going to exercise and doing everything to manage your disease? What are you planning to do to keep your 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 brain going and make some money? <laughs> well, um, I certainly am hoping, I love teaching, and yeah. I'm certainly hoping to keep that going by tutoring good um good. especially the little ones those they're my favorite yeah. you know kindergarten through third grade i love the little ones and um so i'm looking forward to that um also my my husband does a uh, a big ebay business believe it or not he's a great collector spends his weekends going to garage sales Finds the craziest things, and we're selling on eBay. He is like American Pickers. Yeah, he really husband. is. He was contacted by American Pickers oh. at one point too, but he didn't have enough stuff, believe it or not. Ah. Um, but that's he's a, he's a specialty. He's a specialist, Zippo. actually. I, he calls himself Tom Zippo. Zippo boy. Yes, he <laughs> he actually collects. That's what his collection is: is Zippo uh-huh. lighters. He has over eight hundred lighters. Aren't um, you thrilled? <laughs> but, oh, I just love. At least they're small. You know, gosh, he could be collecting. Uh, you know, cars, <laughs> old refrigerators, or something. Yes, but uh, he likes to sell like a lot of vintage little toys, like yes. the, the GI Joes and things like that. So anyway, so we're doing a big eBay business. But uh, what else do I plan to do? Is we we want to we want to travel. Oh, we good. really want. I want to see the United States. Yeah. I've been to Europe and. 
which is one parts of the world, but I really want to see the United States. Wow! So uh, yeah. that's he has about a year and a half to go of retire until retirement. So a young retirees at that point, young. You wouldn't retirees. do it in an RV, would you? Why not? Maybe my brother has one. Maybe we'll go with him somewhere. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah. Where, where well, I'm it going. sounds very exciting. It sounds yes. really, really exciting. Uh, now, tell us. We're getting back. Getting back to letting our audience know all about the foundation, the Scleroderma Foundation. You okay. have you have a website. Yes. You have yes. So the the Scleroderma Foundation I know about is called the Tri-State Chapter, and they're very involved in doing a um, a walk once or twice a year, and various other. Uh, fundraisers, but if you're interested in learning about scleroderma or getting involved or just talking to them for support, you can look at them on the web by going to scleroderma.org. Let me spell that for you. S-C-L-E-R-O-D-E-R-M-A dot org. Yes. (laughs) Scleroderma.org. Or you uh, you can call them and they are actually located in Binghamton, um, 59 Front Street, which I have actually a very funny story to tell. Do what? Um, my older daughter, Victoria, went to Binghamton, and uh, I was up there picking her up or driving her somewhere, and we were on a street, and I had to turn around. Yeah. And I pulled into a driveway, and Don't right in front me. of me was 59 Front Street, and right on the door said the Scleroderma oh Foundation. My God. <laughs> it was oh so my strange. Word. Um, but anyway, their phone number is 800-867-0885. Once again. 800-867-0885. Uh, they're located on 59 Front Street in Binghamton. Um, so, uh, so, so that's basically it for as far as what I know. I know there's there might be, um, you know, chapters or groups that you can, you know. Yeah, there are, there must there are support groups. Support, support groups. groups. Yeah, but, but the majority of research is done in New York. Yes, mostly. and you can contact that chapter if you want to find a support group. Isn't in your there an area. actor who's very involved? Yes, in this? yes, there is. First of all, Jason Alexander's sister, because I actually called Jason Alexander's mother when Rebecca was first diagnosed. I knew somebody from work whose son-in-law was a cousin of Jason Alexander, and through them I got his mother and spoke to her about her daughter who had scleroderma. Yes. So that was the first, my first foray into right. uh, this research because <clears throat> I didn't know. I was, I was just lurching and stabbing at anything in the, in an effort to want to to help. Right, and the other and actor, pa- uh, pa- Bob Saget. Bob Saget, and he's very involved yeah. uh, in California. His sister died from scleroderma. Ooh. Many years ago, yeah. um, but he's been very active in raising money for them uh, on the West Coast. Yes, they so. run comedy nights. Yeah, I think. Yes, you they, know, do. All the, this they do. This kind of stuff. We remember we went on a, a walk. Well, anyway, I have to tell you. Unfortunately, okay. the time is drawing nigh, and uh, we're just going to have to say goodbye. Which means today. we're drawing out. We're drawing out. <laughs> uh, we really, honey, thank you. Thank you, Rebecca Helsbizial. It was fun. (laughs) For your participation today, you've been so informative. 
and we uh, have now three members have, of our family you're right, who you're have right. been on the show. Yes, that's right. So we, you, we had your brother Mark talking about Ancestry.com, mm-hmm. which is something we are now pursuing. And we had my mom, may she rest in peace, when well, we she was Hunter 102. Was on the show. When was Hunter on the I, show? I went and interviewed him in uh, yes, Texas. Oh, I forgot all about that when he was first in the Army. And now he's getting out. Yes. Anyway, Chris, Chris, thank you, as usual, our wonderful engineer. And Dale Zerbrick, thank you for the great music for today. We close so, the show with Frank Sinatra singing High Hopes. And we have high hopes. Yes. Next time you're found with your chin on the ground, there's a lot to be learned. So look around. Just what makes that little old ant think he'll move that rubber tree plant? Anyone knows an ant can't. Move a rubber tree plant But he's got high hopes He's got high hopes He's got high apple pie in the sky So anytime you're getting low Instead of letting go Just remember that ant Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant Silly old ram Thought he'd punch a hole in a dam No one could make that ram scram He kept butting that dam Cause he had high hopes He had high hopes This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM And WCWP.org this is Nina and Stuart Held saying before Senior Moments signs off for today, please remember... Youth is a gift of nature, but age is a work of art. The Glencoe Senior Center website is one word, glencoseniorcenter.com. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio at 11 a.m. next Saturday. Now, if you liked our show today and want to hear previous episodes... Subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.